0: We'll start with a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have to be here tonight. And Lord, we know that uh, you, uh, you are leading even in our changed plans, and we trust you in that. We pray, Lord, for our country, that you would help us as Christians to uh, be lights, as you have called us to be the light of the world, that we would be filled with faith and uh, boldness, Lord, that we would take a stand, that we would give the gospel, and I pray that uh, we would be the stewards of our freedom that, that we need to be. I pray, Lord, for revival. And I ask that you would bless our service tonight, uh, bless those that can't be here, those who are sick, and uh, we pray, Lord, for your hand upon uh, our discussion now. Help us to be able to further apply uh, the message from this morning, and that we'd be able to take away something uh, specifically for our lives this week in jesus name amen amen we're looking at sustaining through sifting and specifically how the lord jesus does that this morning we were at luke 22 so i'll read that passage again and we'll just recap a couple things and then get into some application and discussion questions tonight hopefully you have a thought or two or a question Um, and we'll take those in just a moment. There was also a strife among them, which of them should be the greatest? And he said unto them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they that exercise authority upon them are called benefactors, but ye shall not not be so. But he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he that is chief as he that doth serve. For whether is greater he that sitteth at meat or he that serveth, Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations and I appoint unto you a kingdom as my father hath appointed me that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel the Lord said Simon Simon behold Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not And when thou art converted strengthen thy brethren and he said unto him Lord I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death and he said I tell thee Peter the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me it's a lot that we can say that I didn't even mention this morning and just something I'll highlight right now is uh, this whole thing gets started with the disciples talking about who's greater, who's going to be the greatest, and, and how uh, self-centered they became so quickly. Um, and we need to be aware of that. When we become self-centered, when we become self-dependent, uh, I think oftentimes there is a trial around the corner where God wants to help us to see how much we need the Lord, and uh, he allows some sifting in our lives. Uh, our theme has been Christ at the center. Of course, nobody does that perfectly, but that's the goal. The disciples were human just like us, and there was not just a discussion among them. The Bible says that there was strife among them. That, that, that's, that's different. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be the greatest. No, you're not. I'm going to be the greatest. And, and uh, look at what I do. And I think a lot of it is well intentioned. I really want to help God out. I really want to do something big for God, bigger than him and bigger than him. You know, it just, it always gets that way where it's always comparative and so forth. Uh, But the bottom line is, Jesus says, I do things differently. We don't do this the way the world does it. And though he taught them, there's some things that can't be taught with words as well as they can be taught through trials. And this was one that was going to really ring home through trials as God would allow the sifting to take place in their lives. And he tells Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as, as wheat, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Of course, Simon hears that, and in one ear not the other. He says, no, 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 you got the wrong guy. You got the wrong guy. I am ready now. I'm ready to go with thee, both to prison and to death. And Jesus says, not so, Peter. Uh, you're going to deny me three times very, very shortly. You know, God knows how self-centered we are. He knows how selfish we are, how proud we are. And the fact that he sticks with us is amazing. amazing think about his mercy, think about his love for us. He knew what Peter was going to do. What would you do if you're having dinner with somebody and the Lord revealed to you in one hour from now this person's going to deny you three times in your time of need? You probably wouldn't even finish the dinner. (laughs) You'd know, you be, "Uh, I'm done with this guy. No way. Jesus not only finished the dinner, he stuck with him, encouraged him, and he said, some times are coming that are going to be difficult, but I want you to know I'm praying for you all the way through it. And when you get done, I've got a job for you at the other side. And just really pledged his his commitment to Peter to see him through. I'm encouraged. Uh, I know that sifting comes, and sifting is, 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 is happening right now to, in various parts of our congregation. There is some trials and some sifting happening and as we like the disciples are eagerly anticipating the future and we're raising funds for a ministry center and looking forward to continuing to, to, to impact this community you can rest assured that, uh, that, that there will be some trials and so we need to be ready for that uh, we looked this morning at Satan's request to have you that he would sift you as wheat We saw Christ's response. I'm praying for you that your faith would not fail. And then our responsibility here is that we would take this trial and be able to strengthen others with that experience. Everything Satan's trying to do to break us, God is wanting to use to make us more into his image and to heal us and to help others with healing. There's a guy that I have listened to uh, many of his online podcasts and I've shared them with several of you already. Uh, his name is Mark DeJesus and he's a, uh, a, a pastor who's not pastoring currently. He's really kind of a YouTube counselor now. Um, but he was a pastor and went through all kinds of trials. And if you go to his website, he tells his whole story of what he went through. And it doesn't look like fun at all. But I look at that and I say, okay, that is why he's able to do what he's able to do on on his counseling ministry online. Uh, He'll put together a 20-minute counseling session on a given topic, and it'll be so rich. And you think, where did this come from? Well, do you want to know where it came from? It came from him going through some sifting, going through some valleys, but coming out the other side. And after God had completed some work in him, he's able to then strengthen the brethren. Uh, Praise the Lord. I believe it's not just people like him. Uh, It's each one of us that God wants to use in various ways to come through a, a given trial with a heart to then share it with somebody else. Well, what thoughts do you have tonight? Questions from this morning? I've got Seven or eight uh questions written down in my notes that we can work through if we have time. But uh do you have a question or thought or a comment right off the bat? Yes. Um when you were converted to Peter, I thought Peter already knew Jesus. did become he Christ?
1: And now we say when he was converted. So is that talking about
0: salvation? Yeah, I don't see it as a salvation word in that context. Um it the the word can mean it can, it, words can have multiple meanings, and it can have the idea of meaning uh, multiple meanings of, of to be turned or changed or even recovered. Um, so yes, I believe that Peter was already a believer personally. Some disagree with me, and some some say no he wasn't uh, he wasn't saved when he denied the Lord he got saved afterwards. Um, I, I we could argue about that I suppose, uh, but. I don't see that. I, I see that uh, Peter was already uh, had already put his faith in Christ, like you said, "Thou art the Christ," and and so forth. Um, and so that t- t- to me, this is more helpful because of that, because it gives hope to those of us who already are converted, <laughs> that after we are sifted as converts, there's still some converting in the sanctification sense, some recovery that God wants to do in our lives and that we can then invest in other people's lives. I'm glad you brought that up. Any other thoughts on that or questions on that or anything else? Yes. To return. Yes, excellent, excellent. Yeah, uh, the idea of returning, you have to be there before you can return to it. Yep, I have in my notes to be turned, changed, or recovered. I guess same same, same idea there. Good, another thought or question? Yes. Sure. and I think a lot of us would have a similar testimony where um, somehow we come to grips with the fact that God dependence versus self-dependence is crucial for salvation. But then when we get into the Christian life, we revert right back to self-dependence for the Christian life and the Lord has to break through that barrier in our lives. I think a lot of people have that testimony. Do you want to add to that, Brother John? Same word, okay, helpful. Amen. Other thoughts that you have or questions from uh, from the message there, having to do with sift Yes, Brad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is a fantastic point and I never connected the Job uh, story of those three messengers and them coming right on the heels of each other with, with the, the three uh, people in, in Peter's life. But you're right. There are times where it just seems like, you know, th- this is weird what's going on. This is crazy. In fact, you read Job and I- I've read that passage. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm reading through Job right now, halfway or so through it. Um, But at the beginning, it almost seems a little far-fetched. This guy comes and says, catastrophe has happened. And while he's yet speaking, the next guy, catastrophe. And while he's yet speaking, it's like, what? (laughs) No, it it couldn't happen like that. No, that's what it says. That's how it happened. And yeah, I think you're exactly right. That could be a clue. If if, if you're getting pummeled one right after the next, recognize this is probably... Uh, all-out war spiritual warfare Um, and we know that peter was dealing with spiritual warfare yeah what are the chances that three people walk up to him just one right after the next and say i think you were with him i think you're a disciple i think you're one of the believers uh yeah that that the devil had something to do with that absolutely Uh, but jesus knew it was going to happen jesus saw it was coming Jesus said, Satan is desirous of you, to have you, to sift you as wheat. So he was warned, and he was also, in a sense, strengthened on the front side that uh, the Lord was committing to him before it even happened. Good point, though. That's excellent. Yes? Yes? Uh-huh. Sure, some lights come on because of what God takes you through and he opens your eyes. Uh, Paul prayed that eyes would be enlightened uh, to be able to understand the hope of the calling. Yes. Amen. Okay. That's excellent. So to return to what you know, uh to return to the truth, uh as applied to the believer and his sanctification. Good. Yes, brother Steve. I love how
1: Jesus to all Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, had the devil, and then, but God always lets the devil, he's gonna let the devil have it cool the rain. That, Not really he doesn't cool the rain, but he has occupancy here. Mm-hmm.
0: Amen. That is comforting, brother. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know how to even say it. And the Lord allowed Satan to take me through for a cry. God. Mm-hmm. And, and I, when it started happening, I knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. And, and I can't get into specifics mm-hmm. because it involves people that are close to me and their confidence with me.
0: Amen. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the silver lining of the sifting, is uh, sometimes Satan doesn't, doesn't mean to. He pushes you right to Jesus. Right. You know, Satan has done that, and uh, it has backfired on him many a time. It can go either way. You can get bitter and run from Jesus, but oftentimes the sifting process will lead us right to him, which goes along with my first, my first question here. Where does the sifting come from? who's responsible for the sifting, according to this passage, it's kind of a trick question, because in a very real sense, Satan and God are both involved in the same situation. Uh, While Satan may be putting you through the ringer, first of all, he can't do anything unless God gave him permission to do that. God is involved in the whole thing, and yet he does allow Satan sometimes uh, to come and, and... Uh, sift and uh, try to destroy he did the same with Job as Brad uh, pointed out Um, but we take comfort in the fact that God's in control Satan is very limited in what he can do and even that which he is able to do God can use to strengthen and to, to build us so yeah we we can take much comfort from from all of that yes Yeah, you may not be able to see the relevance in the situation, in the sifting. But as you mentioned, you're right. It's not our job to see the relevance. The Lord knows. Kind of like when we're, when we're students in school, you tell the teacher, this isn't relevant. I'm never going to use this. I'm going to use this class. <laughs> uh, and the teacher's like, no, no, you're going to learn some things that you're going to put together down the road. This is, this is going to come back around. And you have to trust that God knows uh, why he's taking you through that given situation amen so what's the purpose of sift- sifting I guess there's depends on what what perspective you're looking at it through but what's the purpose of sifting <laughs> someone's hungry <laughs> uh, yes so what's the purpose of sifting it's really a two-fold purpose yes Yes. Absolutely. Right. So there's a twofold purpose, no matter how you look at it, Satan's purpose, God's purpose, but even within God's purpose, God has a twofold purpose. And that is, as you mentioned, strengthening the brethren. And before that, when thou art converted whatever that process is in your life. God uh, bringing you back to where you need to be. God making you whole. There's healing first in you, and then you're able to heal others. There's a twofold purpose there. And then there is the, the purpose of Satan, which is to break you, to discourage you, to cause you to be bitter, to blame him, and, and so forth. Um, we really need to make sure when we're going through sifting, That we never lose sight of our identity that we are a child of god that has not changed we are victors we are more than conquerors and do not take up a woe is me attitude don't take up the victim attitude of our day we are victors and we are overcomers and it's exciting to live in this day and to serve the king of kings And as you keep that identity going through the trial, it will also help you with your perspective not to get pulled over to Satan's side. He would love to get you thinking about your wrongs and and fairness and so forth and so on. It's a wonder that any of us ever talk about fairness and justice. Why in the world would anybody say, I want what's fair? If you really want what's fair, uh you got a lot coming to you and so do i Uh, but that's the song that satan tries to get us to sing i want justice i want something this is not fair and so forth and boy we get pulled right into his side and he will leave us wounded forever he'll leave us perpetually spiritually disabled he'll leave us uh, so that uh, we are completely self-absorbed and it's amazing how this works you either get to use the biblical word converted and strengthened brethren or you stay spiritually disabled and drain the brethren. It's it's either or. And when we go over to, when we allow the sifting to take us the wrong direction, everything's about me and my needs and I need help, 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 help. And I'll tell you right now, we are a church and we help one another. And we are there for you and don't anybody in here ever feel bad to ring someone's phone and to say I need prayer and to spend time. Don't feel bad. I I hate to even say what I just said because someone's going to say, oh, I'm just a trial. You're not a trial. And we all go through seasons where we need a lot of help. Get the help that you need. Don't feel bashful. But I did say what I said and I'm going to stick with it. We don't want... To end up being this perpetual casualty that never gets to that place of healing, where then we can strengthen the brethren, but we just stay in this place of, of uh, being just broken and embittered and self absorbed. And, self-absorbed. and uh, no ministry is able to go through you because uh, everything has to come your direction. Do you follow me? It's It's something that any of us can fall into. And then we drain our resources. Well, we, we really want to be able to help one another to get back on our feet so we can walk shoulder to shoulder back the direction we need to go, uh, helping one another, confronting the world and encouraging the brethren. So the purpose of sifting. Anything else there? Why does God allow this? Why does God allow sifting in our lives? It just seems so mean, right? Yes? For his glory and sometimes we can't figure out how this glorifies him right but he knows he knows that say if I'm lifted up in pride that 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 doesn't work to glorify him if he can humble me through a situation if he can make me more useful more God dependent that will glorify the Lord absolutely so what was oh yes There it is. Amen. Amen. That's excellent, Charlie. I appreciate that. It's for God's glory. It's for our good. It's, it's for our spiritual maturity, the maturity process, um, and we should count it joy. Yes, Lori. Mhm. Yes. Yeah, sometimes it is. And humanly it's supposed to be too much, which then makes you have to go to the spiritual realm where you're you're just hanging on to those promises and hanging on to uh uh, I kind of say, hang on to the horns of the altar. <laughs> uh, the, the, the mercy of God. Um, yes? Grabbed? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Amen. Well, what was mysteriously absent in Christ's response as far as what he prayed for? Yes? Absolutely. I have prayed for thee. Oh. Whew. As thy faith fail not. What? <laughs> that's all you prayed for? Can I help you with that, Lord? Can you pray that this thing won't happen, that it goes away? That you know, That's how we pray. I'll be honest with you. I still pray that way. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. I pray, Lord, take it away. Uh, Lord, don't let it happen. Uh, but then again, I know that God knows what's best. And if something comes through the hedge that he has a purpose for that. Remember, we learned that Job had a hedge about him. Satan knew all about that hedge. Satan says, you put a hedge around him. Of course, he's going to love you. I can't get to him. That, that encourages me. God has hedges. Man, I, I like hedges uh, around me. Um, but I'd much rather hear the Lord say, I've prayed for thee that the devil would just go away. That's not what he said. I've prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. But why is that so important? Why is that so important, how how God drew it up? It could have been different than that. Yes, Steve? yeah one day we'll know yeah amen but they that's that that was quite a sifting i mean in the fire their faith did not fail they had his presence with them and folks though we don't have maybe him standing in a physical body next to us in the fire he is with us just as real as that and and he has prayed for us and is praying for us that our faith would not fail And so just think of it. You're being sifted. You're going through it. And the Lord is next to you saying, don't give up faith. Don't stop believing. Keep holding on. Yes? I don't know. I have to give that some thought. He's Simon Peter, Uh, but yeah, Peter—Peter was the name that came second. Uh, I don't know if there's more to it than that, but I have to give that some thought, I guess, and let them look into it more. Huh? That's interesting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, and we and we do. If, if you wanted to take that analogy, we do sometimes forget who we've been made to be in Christ, and we relapse into who we were before, standing on our own, and uh, boy, that's when it gets tough. But I'm, I'm glad. I mean, my flesh is not, but my spirit is glad that God has done it this way, that He ha- He does not just take away the trials but he's with us in the trial, interceding for us in the trial and praying that our faith would not fail. Your faith only grows through testing. How do you strengthen faith? How do you work out faith? Um, Faith gets built as you see an impossible situation and then God comes through. And then you find yourself in another impossible situation and you're stretched to the breaking point and God comes through. And you just keep those situations coming and you keep coming through and faith gets built and then you're in a prayer meeting and you're praying for something and someone says to you afterwards, how could you pray with such faith? And you think, I didn't know I was praying with any faith at all, but uh, this is just where I am because of where God has led me. This has been my journey of faith. I believe God can do this because I've seen this and this and this. Faith is strengthened through these situations, through sifting, specifically. Uh, And and so the Lord knows what we need. And he says, Peter, you're going to go through it, but I'm praying your faith will not fail. Yes. Oh, sure. Sometimes you're going back and forth. Yes, it's not, it's not always, you know, every single thing is a perfect building block. There is some, some because our, our faith is still somewhat uh, fickle at times. Yeah. Human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to hang out with people who encourage our faith. Be one of those people, by the way. There are people that you talk to and you just walk away going, yeah, God can do it. And there's other times you walk away like, oh, we're all going to die. <laughs> you know? uh, uh, but it's, it's, it's good to be with people who encourage your faith. I'll tell you, kids. Kids, my kids, encourage my faith. I'll mention a need to the kids and they're just like, oh yeah pray about it, it's done. <laughs> you know, let's go play. I'm like, what? <laughs> but you know, to, like, to a child and childlike faith, we had a need, we prayed, God heard, well, we're done here, right? Let's go play, Dad. Uh, and, and we sometimes, adults, have a lot more uh, difficulty just resting in the Lord and, 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 and holding on. But let's surround ourselves with people of faith and people who will encourage our faith, uh, especially as you're going through a sifting process. Don't, when you're in the sifting process, don't just gravitate to the people who will tell you what you want to hear, who will um, just lick the wounds and uh, just coddle you and so forth. Um, Yes, we need encouragers. Yes, we need love. But we also need people who will say, stick in there. Stick with this. Don't quit. God's not done. Trust the Lord. As opposed to sometimes uh, we, we find ourselves trying to gravitate toward echo chambers uh, where people will just tell me what I want to hear. And, uh, you know, you shouldn't have to go through this. No one should have to endure that. You get out of that situation. You t-. Yeah, and, and it's so easy then just to take the unbelief response and not trust the Lord turn tail and run and then what happens the sifting process is just elongated God has to do it another way there's another angle and life gets really hard this is why there's verses in the Bible like the way of the transgressor is hard You, you just you just keep on taking that easy route and it doesn't get any easier um other thoughts on that yes right here Sarah Amen. So what does that tell us about God's timeline? You know, uh, we sometimes are our own judge and jury, and we just drop the hammer on ourselves, and, oh, I'm terrible, I'm a horrible person, I'm done, because I failed in this situation. But God was looking at a longer timeline uh, of Peter's response, and he was with him for the duration. Yeah, good point. Appreciate that. There was another hand, I think, but Ron. Amen.
1: Yes. Um, like uh, uh, David failing, was supposed to be a leader, and he failed,
0: and uh, had, uh, taken off. Uh, when they went to the help, yes. uh, But he in the Lord. I can see
1: how a really yeah. uh, all sorts of along. Uh, But the Lord was done. With them.
0: Yes. I I appreciate that and that is certainly uh, one of the major takeaways from this passage one of the major takeaways from from the message this morning God's not done though we may think he's done Uh, he is he is with us for the duration for the long haul yeah I, I think it's so neat when you put that passage together with the passage later on in John where he comes and says Peter do you love me feed my sheep feed my lambs you know and he repeats it three times Uh, that's a direct follow-up to this passage when you're converted strengthen the brethren so he followed through i want you to do this and i think that was something that was hard for peter to hear He, he he's thinking i had to have blown this i can't strengthen the brethren and so it took him repeating it three times and peter finally understands he's he's serious I guess I'm not on the shelf. I guess it's not over. Okay, thank you, Lord, and, and how humbling. But again, this is, this is the, the, one of the silver linings of sin and sifting is that it reminds us how much really is of the Lord. And we think that we can only be used to God when we've got everything together. And I'm on my A game this week or this year or whatever. And sometimes the Lord will let us get knocked out right off of our our horse there, our high horse, uh, because he wants us to stay in humility and that's where he's going to use us the most. Amen. Good thoughts. Yes, Charlie. Amen. Great parallel passage. Appreciate that. That's good stuff. So we've, okay, yes. (laughs) <laughs> i have never heard that one but that's good yeah flour or baking soda by itself no thanks but i love biscuits with gravy amen. with a little gravy brother yeah the lord knows what he's cooking and uh, yeah individually though it can you can wonder what in the world is this supposed to do yeah amen well when the sifting comes how should we respond Run, no. hide, no. What, what do we do? How, how do we? Res- how, how should we respond when the sifting comes? Yes. Jesus, keep near the cross. Amen. Hmm, that's great. Lord, keep me near the cross. Keep me near you. What? A, what's a, What's a, another thing you'd add to that? Yes, lean in, lean in on the Lord. When the sifting comes, don't run the other way. Lean into him, yes. Don't what? Don't stop, don't stop until you've finished your purpose. Yeah, yeah, let's not stop halfway and have to have another sifting or another trial. Um, let's let the Lord uh, bring it all the way through. What else would you say? Someone else over here? Yes, yes there it is when i get spot probably a i start spinning my to try to better yes amen amen that yes that ties into what we learned friday night which by the way anyone who wants to talk about the overcoming life of Christ. Friday nights, 7 o'clock, multipurpose room. Love to have you in there for the overcomers class. Uh, but the lesson was kind of on that, how many times when, we, when we're in the sifting process, we have a panic response. Um, I shouldn't be here. This shouldn't be happening. Or, oops, I really blew it. Or, I've got to fix this now. And, and we just panic. And... Uh, in the lesson Friday night, um, a great point. Uh, many times in that panic, we look for really quick solutions, and we grab the wrong ones, and they 're surfacy. I 'm here because I read my Bible for 25 minutes, and I knew I should have done it for 30. Okay, I 'm going to make sure it 's 30, and I didn 't do enough praying I 'll do more praying. and I didn 't do this. I'll do that. And so we grab all these quick, fixed surface answers that we're making up on the spot and we tie it into the sifting. And we might even give a testimony. Oh, folks, I went through a trial this week. Boy, I was getting sifted so bad and I learned. I need to pray more, read my Bible more, and make sure I hand out more tracts. I mean, those are the things. And that's not what it was, but you're so panicked to get a quick answer now, you're just, rrr, rrr, adrenal response, you know, and you're grabbing surface answers, putting them all together, and you don't get any answer, and you just keep that process going and it's frustrating be still as she said be still see the salvation of the lord be still and know that i am god this has been a hard one a really hard one for me i'm not gonna not gonna pretend that i've got this down i'm more of the panic response kind of a guy i gotta fix this now fix it now all you know all the alarms going off uh and just to sit back and lean into the situation slow down not just grab a surface answer and make it fit, but to say, Lord, I don't even need an answer right now why this is happening. I'm just going to slow down, listen to you, and let you show me whatever root issues are really there. You can dial this in. Boy, that's a difference right there. Yes. Certainly, if you're having one thing happen after the next, sit back, take some time with the Lord, go for a walk, a walk and talk, you know, with the Lord, and, and ask Him to reveal something to you, get into His Word. But yeah, those things most certainly are not just coincidental. There, there's something going on there. It could be a direct spiritual attack. Um, uh, but yeah, don't just have a panic response. Take your time. And also, for me, this has been a big one, not just to go slow, not just to wait, but actually to surrender the fix, period. Meaning, I, need to fi- I feel like I need to fix this now, but I'm going to just give that to the Lord. I'm just going to not worry about that. I'm going to surrender to where God has me in this trial, in this sifting. I don't have to have an answer for every single thing. And I have found when I am able to surrender in those situations, I actually get my answers faster, anyways. I get things fixed faster, anyways. So, uh, in our lesson Friday night, uh, we learned that the quick panic response is the immature response. But to be able to slow down, listen up, lean in, rest in the Lord, lift the shield of faith settle in for whatever god has that's the spiritually mature response as you've learned that god can be trusted we don't have to panic well we've already talked about this one a little bit um what encouragement do you take from the example of christ never giving up on peter i know we kind of already talked to that anything else that you want to add to that one yes Yeah. Yeah. Amen. that's excellent did you guys hear that that's huge waiting on the lord is implying what you just said that you're waiting on who he is what he's promised what he's done what is his character what is his track record not just sitting there with a blank you know okay <laughs> in fact if you just sit around and have an empty head you're gonna go it's gonna be filled with all kinds of stuff um, what you said is reminding me of jim berg's material because a quieting a noisy soul if you're not familiar with quieting a noisy soul uh look it up on the internet and 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 get your own copy or just jump in on sunday mornings at nine right sunday mornings at nine quieting a noisy soul is happening in the fellowship hall uh, but that's what brother berg says uh, he, he's all about getting into the character of god knowing who he is i'll be honest with you when I first ordered that material, I, I looked through the table of contents and I skipped right to, I think it's chapter 16 or something because that's when he was getting into some answers about my specific trial and, and how to deal with some specific issues. I wanted to get to the issues, man. So whoop, I fast forwarded to chapter 16 and started right there. And you know what? That didn't work because... <laughs> You have to go back and you have to have the foundation. And so I went back to the beginning. My wife and I went through it together. And I remember being frustrated at the beginning. Like, I just want answers. And we're talking about God's character. I know his character. I know he's this and he's this and he's this. Why are we talking about all this stuff? I want to deal with some issues. And then the Lord finally, it took about Three or four or five lessons, I began to realize okay, this is the answer. I don't know him good enough. Well enough. That's right. Yeah. Well enough. <laughs> I knew Mrs. Gross would help me. Uh, so I, I didn't know him well enough. But the more I got through those initial lessons, and you get, begin to know who he is and what about his character, what about his promises, the healing is already happening. The soothing is already taking place because you're drawing into the one that you're waiting on to be able to have the healing and that process has begun. Thank you, Valerie, for pointing that out because that is an assumption that we can't make, that, that we're just waiting on God and we're all doing the same thing in that waiting. Uh, I know some folks might not maybe know what to do there. You need to, to really get into who is God and, and what, is his pro- what are his promises, his, what is his character. Yes, sir.
1: And when I'm mm-hmm. depending on the Lord and He's teaching me and I'm leading His strength and
0: I'm obeying His word and I'm seeking His guidance and it's woven together, then I'm strengthened. Amen. Like many, many chords together, I'm strong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Amen. Other thoughts on that? That was good. Good follow up there. Yes, Laurie. And you'll get help from that chapter even on its own. But you'll get more help if you have gone through the whole thing to really just... Really, what the, tr- what, what the trick Brother Berg is doing is he's making you wait one whole chapter on this aspect of God, one whole chapter on this aspect, and he's slowing you down. An anxious person is just like, panic, panic, fix, fix, now, 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 and that's not going to work. You have to slow down and lean in and so uh, his book is very clever how he <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> amen he leads us back to our relationship with him good well let me ask you this just to give us a very specific application to to just where we are in our timeline as a church uh, I mentioned this this morning, alluded to it a little bit, but what might we expect to take place in our church corporately and in the lives of individuals as we are taking steps forward? You know, what, what might we expect here? I alluded to this a little bit this morning. We've just raised or pr- pledged to raise over $1.6 million, which is crazy. That's a, that's a, a, a huge um, amount of money and we're talking about building buildings and expanding and, and so forth and positioning ourselves for growth in the future um, we would be very naive to think that it's all just gonna be smooth sailing from here right so what should we take away just specifically with that in mind need our armor on sure be on guard and don't be taken off guard i think sometimes we default back to meritorious thinking in so many different ways and don't even realize it and so we we make a sacrificial gift and maybe we were saving from vision sunday all the way till celebration sunday and we cut that check and made a sacrificial gift and we're like yes and you drive home and the washing machine's broken. It's like, wait, 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 wait. That's not how this is supposed to work. <laughs> Lord, I just sacrificed for you, and now this, and a flat tire, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, recognize that Satan would love to take what God is doing and actually take, take out the knees of our faith. Uh, in other words, Satan starts, starts saying, starts whispering in your ear, you know, look, God's not going to take care of you. you. You did something foolish and presumptuous and you got all excited about this and that and the other thing and gave that crazy check and it's not going to work and it just starts eroding faith. And what do we do? We need to, first of all, know that what we have done has been led to the Lord and we've only done it at His bidding. He provided whatever we gave It came from Him. And so whatever else I need is going to come from Him. And if He provided the gift, He can also provide what we need for the washing machine and the flat tire and so forth and so on. And just keep looking. And I would encourage you when you deal with some trials and some sifting and specifically maybe in financial area as we're, as a church, moving in this direction, uh, taking a huge step of faith here, uh, get excited about what God's going to do. When you look at your pocketbook and you say, wow, that's not what I was expecting. Okay, Lord, well, I'm looking to you. This is going to be exciting. And take your kids with you if you have kids. Take your kids with you on this journey of faith of how God's providing. Let them have a front row seat. Plus, you need their prayers, okay? Yeah. Uh, you need the, the, the simple faith of, of the, 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 your children's prayers. Uh, but just expect that there will be tests and don't let that throw you off. Yes. yeah oh sure wow well let's pray about that you know I'm sure God's gonna bring you through on that you've got the receipt if you couldn't hear uh, so they got uh, uh, a yellow letter saying that you owe back taxes for 2021 with a fee it was the same amount that they had that they had given to the sacrifice offering and but they have a receipt they did pay it there's just a a paperwork error Um, those are the things that i'm talking about and it's like i'm having several of you folks come to me and tell me a very similar story you take a step of faith and then something like that happens and again, we, we can go two ways with it. We can let it be something God uses to build our faith and help us to keep moving forward, or it can cause us to doubt. And uh, all of us are human, and we have doubts, but let's cast those doubts back to the Lord, lift the shield of faith, and just remember that uh, nothing has gotten through his hedge that he doesn't know about. So anything that is coming to you is, is, uh, is just part of God's plan. It's part of the sifting, testing uh, process. Satan's trying to have you, that he can sift you as wheat, but Jesus is with you, praying for you that your faith would not fail. Good. Any other, other thoughts here? We're about out of time. Other thoughts on any of that? Well, one thing that excites me the most about this passage Uh, which we have again we've already touched on it but it is that opportunity that we have to take the sifting the failures the tests the trials and use them to strengthen the brethren I want to to encourage you everyone has a different personality and some of us are very vocal and some of us uh, live our lives more openly than others and I know there's different personalities but no matter what personality you have, God can use you to, allow, to, to take your experiences and help someone else with them. I, I want to encourage you, don't let your trials go um, unused. Let's get the mileage out of this. And you look at what Peter went through and how God humbled him again and again. And then you see what God did through his life and how he was used and you read 1 Peter, which we went through recently, and then 2 Peter, Lord willing, we'll go through that soon. And uh, boy, Peter was a transformed man, and he let all of the sifting that happened in his life be used to help other people and, in their lives. And uh, it, it, there's, there's so much joy and peace and resolve when you're able to help somebody else and you say that is what God wanted to do. That's why I went through that trial. I prayed I wouldn't go through that. I prayed, Lord, spare me from this. May this never happen to me. And it happened. But now I've been able to help this person and this person. And it's, in a sense, an opportunity to redeem, to buy back uh, those, those sifting uh, situations. So don't let those... Um, uh, uh, don't, don't, don't let those go uh, very easily. Let God use you to, to then strengthen the brethren. And that doesn't have to be in a class. It doesn't have to be anything official. It's just you being a real person with someone else, walking through life with them. Well, final thoughts, questions before we're done here tonight. This has been some great discussion. And I know this topic hits home with right where we're living good to have the teens in here teens any thoughts questions you guys got it all you're all good all right Uh, okay amen well let's be in prayer for one another and recognize that we're going to go through some things we're not going to go through it alone we have one another in the church it's exciting to be a part of his church of which he is the head we're fit together and compacted every joint supplying something For the edification of the body, let's be the church one to another. Let's walk with each other, share our our stories, help one another, and uh, knowing that Jesus is praying for us, that our faith would not fail. Lord, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the promises in your word. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you have given us uh, not just your word, but your spirit to comfort us and guide us. And thank you that you are our intercessor, praying for us that our faith would not fail. Help us, Lord, to come through with our faith, with the shield lifted high, and to be able to strengthen the brethren. I pray, Lord, for folks who are specifically facing a trial. Maybe it's a financial trial. Maybe it's a health trial or a relationship trial. I pray, Lord, that you would help them to uh, lift the shield of faith and to keep moving forward and to see your deliverance and how you will heal and draw them closer to you through this process. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We trust to see you soon for a 4th of July something, (laughs) sometime. (laughs) Uh, But happy 4th of July to you all, praying for you. God bless you.